Selene. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the gimme super. I need to first. So I get nothing in my earth for us. Nothing in my earth. You don't know that song? <laughs> no. You don't know that song? I'm sorry. Okay, jeez. <laughs> Turn my volume down. Oh, shoot. Dang, did I just age myself? I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a link. That's. What, I feel like okay. that song made Air Force Ones become like super popular, mm. like back in the early two thousands. Who, who's saying that? I saw. I saw something on Twitter. And it was like her, this. This lady like posted a picture of black Air Force Ones, and was like, "My daughter wants these shoes. Like, should I be alarmed?" And someone was like, "Nah, but she, nah, but her op should be." Okay. <laughs> She's twelve. <laughs> I wanna play. You've never like maybe you if you heard it, it's a masterpiece. Nothing? Nothing familiar, but Sounds like the early 2000s song. <laughs> Times. Anyway, that was fun. Because the way you were looking at me, I was like, she's not going to sing along. Or nothing. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know, some things stick, some don't. Yeah, yeah I guess. Because in the early 2000s, I was, you know, quite young. So. All right then, news this week. Um, one of my pieces of news, I, it's a, I just don't get how days work, but I had to push to next week because it just wouldn't make sense. But two pieces of news out of the Imani wins um, this week. So the first is that they have recently been appointed to the Curtis Institute faculty. Um, they will be uh, expected to coach woodwind ensembles and work with students on shaping career possibilities, as well as offer individual instrumental lessons. Um, so looks like they're, they're going to be doing this like um, in person um, because you know Curtis as well as many other schools have been online mostly, but it looks like they're going to be uh, back um, in person in the fall. So apparently they've been building a relationship with Curtis over the past uh, couple of years. And this is um, now their opportunity for a long-term appointment. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, they're going to be doing some chamber music stuff, some career stuff, and just blessing the Curtis student body and period. We'd love to, we'd love to see it. Um, and then the second piece of news is actually they have uh, a new member in the Yamani Winds. Um, their original horn player, Jeff Scott, um, will be leaving the quintet. Um, Jeff, a couple months ago, was appointed to a faculty at Oberlin um, and has, you know, been doing his thing over there and is going to be uh, sort of shifting his focus to his teaching as well as his compositions. Uh, 
his composition work um and i had just seen I just seen a couple of his compositions like on a program somewhere so period um but yeah so that's kind of what he's focusing on in the next chapter in his career and with that the quintet has uh welcomed horn player kevin newton to the group um and period i was like what that, i don't know maybe because i don't have i mean why would i have uh woodwind or just wind auditions on my radar but like it seemed like they scooped that up quick, you know, like it yeah. was just a... Out of nowhere, low-key. I feel like when they were doing their most recent flute search, I feel like I heard about that, like, hey, we looking for mm. a flutist, but like, they was like, maybe they had somebody in mind already. That's probably what it was. They probably, we know who we, know who we want, because I mean, not everybody just joined the Imani Wins. So. Yeah, I feel like that's like some secret society type junk. You gotta get a call. Or tapped. Yeah, I was just about to say tap on your shoulder. That's what Monique would say. You yeah, you get a you get a red box sent to your house. Okay. <laughs> right. With instructions yeah. though to go to a warehouse. Oh right. <laughs> a warehouse. A warehouse, yup. In central Idaho. Alright. Nothing to do with with anything. But okay. <laughs> For your audition. Yeah. It's possible. Sure. So the intermission? It's not? The intermission. Very good, but I'm saying, like, you're not going to... The in... No. You're not going to answer my question? Not you muting. Anyway. So... Um, there was a trend going on on TikTok, of course. Of course, I was on... Um, TikTok, um, with the caption, um, you've been kidnapped, um, and two hours later, your kidnapper returns you because you can't talk, stop talking about what, and I wanted to play two of them. One is very chaotic, one's not, let's start with the one that's not, but I thought it was hilarious, so this is where, where we're getting information from this week, so here's the first one. Two hours later, your kidnapper returns you because you don't like quiet music. I like quiet music. I be in the car like. I want to pull up your head. Pour every mouth. If I don't take came out. You like the Clark sisters? I like the Clark sisters. I like to be Jackie. She don't run. Don't be carrying in the rim. Both of them run. The rim to be like. Ging 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 And be like. Your arms big. A tambourine in here. I like playing the tambourine. Especially after I shout. I don't like to clap after I shout. That's so boring. That's a boring praise. I don't even think the Lord liked that. Lord seems like a tambourine type person. You believe in God? You stop by Walmart. I want some ginger ale. Mind if I give God a praise in your backseat? It could have been me. And well, it was me. But it could have been the other way. Well, it was the other way. You let me out. Can we do this again? Can't do Sundays. I got church. All right, bye. You can kidnap me anytime you want to, okay? Um, that one was ridiculous, but this one is the same concept, but just more out of hand. Listen up. Tell him I said I am the man who stole your son. Uh, the name is Derek, or you can call me Pretty Princess, I don't care. And, and I'm the man asking you to please come get him. I'm coming home, I'm coming home. 
Kid, just give me one second. Here's something else. I am blushing when you say that. Please stop touching me. You are fucking ridiculous. Do you know that? Oh my gosh, handcuffs? Tell me we're gonna use the handcuffs. Just sit down. You sit down beside me. You are leaving. Just relax. I know, you're leaving. Sir, can you come get him? All right, Delaney, so what I would like to know is if you got kidnapped, God forbid, um, two hours later, your kidnapper returns to you because you cannot stop talking about what classical music concept, piece, or composer. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I don't even really be talking about classical music all that much. I was talking this podcast <laughs> at this point. But then I was trying to think about, okay, what is something that we talk about a lot on Classically Black? And I feel like for I feel like it would either be me talking about Joseph Conyers or Adam, Adam Savary. <laughs> Could you imagine sitting in the back of somebody's car talking about Adam Savary for two hours straight? And then he went like this and then we go, But how we be going back and forth? Oh, yeah. Listen, if you if you remember listening to our the our one hundredth episode where we put we put some some of the black excellence that we've done where we just keep going, I feel like I, I feel like that. Especially when we do that in front of people, they be like Adam hates it. <laughs> and he we'll loathes it. <laughs> and and we don't even if we're going back and forth, we don't even do it as long as we would have if it was just me and you. Yeah. Like so it's like the fact that people be looking at us like so when are they gonna be done? And that's not even as long as we would go. Yeah. I just feel like I feel like we get on either one of them two subjects. <laughs> it's a wrap. Especially like Delaney and I don't know boundaries. Like we'll just keep going. It'll, it'll be ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, you got Instagram on your phone, pull it up, pull it up. <laughs> We could, we could go to the concert hall right now. He probably in there. And right. <laughs> um, for me, I wasn't gonna say anything. talking about classical. I do classical music, but talking about it. Um, but I was like, I talk about Hailstorm in like ridiculous amount. So I could easily talk about that for two hours straight. So uh, I feel like they would definitely drop me off because like, what is a Hailstorm? No, um, it's a hail. <laughs> um okay and then just a regular topic like what is something regular everyday life like they were talking a lot of people um did like things that they were interested in that one was like obviously a church one um but yeah what would you talk about like regular regular topic i feel like um it's not a one specific topic but i was was thinking of something that i do that my mom gets on my mom's nerves is I'm like I'll ask a lot of like what ifs or what would you do what would you do if like <laughs> I don't feel like I would that would get on people's nerves sometimes my mom is just like telling <laughs> like, me like what would you do if I just and then like insert a completely ridiculous scenario that would never happen <laughs> or like I don't know just doing just doing random stuff like that like pretending to do stuff like mm-hmm. <laughs> my brother I think he had a basketball game, and so he had like ice packs on his knees. And he came in the thing, and I was like, "Kick!" <laughs> I didn't actually kick him. 
Oh, <laughs> I pretended to kick him. My mom was like, "Why would you do that?" It's like, it's fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> Just imagine. Uh -uh. I feel like for me, regular sub, probably vegan sub. I feel like I could. That's that's easy. I probably wouldn't know. Not in here about book week for the for the first third time. hour in a row. I was uh watching this this YouTube channel, this YouTube couple that travels a lot. Now they're living in a van because you know the world is ending, and um, <laughs> and they they are doing a like a whole fifty states thing. So they went to Maryland. You know there's a you you know there's an island. I forgot what it's called. Smith Smither Island in Maryland. It has like a population of like. A, 140 people and it's like eroding so like more and more of it is like underwater mm. and like no cars are well cars are on there but like people just be driving around in golf carts and stuff and it's it's one island but it's like three different towns and like i'm like that sounds terrible but um i mean you could take a you could take a 35 minute ferry to the mainland anyway they went there um because they were visiting maryland and the girl Kara was like, "Oh, like I, I don't really cook." She was learning how to make crab cakes because Maryland, and she's like, "Oh, I don't really cook, but you know, I do like charcuterie board." And then she was like, "What did you just say to me?" Like because it's like people just don't be knowing. Now I'm in a backseat talking about nutritional yeast. Yeah, that'll be fun. Just knowing the type of person I am, I'll be in complete other shock. I'll just be a dead body. Like they wouldn't have to do anything to me. But yeah. Thanks for playing. Moving on. Yeah. So, moving on to the topic this week. Very interesting one here that we've got going on. So, if you've been on the internet in the past, like, couple weeks or a week or so, you may have seen um, this video of our good old friend Monique, uh, the comedian and actress, um talking about not much really but literally not much <laughs> talking about you know i don't even know like being a queen and respecting yourself and basically the whole address how you want to be addressed thing so she just started off talking about you know um basically like caring about each other and caring about yourself oh and she was talking about looking like you care like you you have to look physically like you care but if you and don't so of course right <laughs> and then um then she kind of revealed what she was talking about towards the end of the video where she started giving an example of wearing bonnets in public if you don't know what a bonnet is it's something that a lot of black women wear to sleep to protect their hair um wearing bonnets she also mentioned pajamas but bonnets was kind of the main thing that a lot of people took away from that and one of the things that was repeated a lot um so basically she was saying that if you are wearing a bonnet in public um then you look like you don't care and you need to um carry yourself like a queen in order to be a queen this that and the third um there have been some then of course there was a ton of there were a lot of people that agreed with monique a lot. I feel, I feel like the overall majority of people agree with me. Yikes. And there are there are um a considerable amount of people who were like, girl, shut the hell up. <laughs> um, 
um, what are you even talking about, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so then she came back with another video and was like, basically, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all haven't, y'all don't understand yet. And that's okay. Um, and I still love y'all, but everything that she said in the original video still stands, I guess. So we're here to talk about that and twist it into some classical music um, situation. <laughs> Every episode so. we be starting off in left field. Let's see where we go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just directly with classical music. Um, but yeah, so Catherine, first, could you tell us your thoughts? I thought it was weird. I thought it was just weirdo behavior. I saw, I didn't see the video at first. I saw Twitter first. Mm -hmm. And people being, this is funny, it, this Twitter stuff, being like, I wish somebody would tell me to take my bonnet off. And I'm like, what is all this bonnet talk? Um, I just think it's weird to police people in general. Like, why do you care what somebody else has has on? I also think like that dress how you want to be addressed thing is stupid. And it's not mm -hmm. real. Um, and I think also Monique of all people should have nothing to say. So that was <laughs> <laughs> those were my original thoughts on on this whole thing i'm like y'all find y'all y'all see peace and nothing happening and y'all sit up in y'all mansions and be like what can i what dumb thing can i say to get something started that part oh will's sitting with no bra on in a, um in a bathrobe nothing wrong with what i wear bro that's not what i'm saying but you know what i'm saying but yeah you over here you Talk about everybody else got to be dressed to the nine just to run into the target. And you sitting up here in front of your one point whatever the hell million followers. At, like, in a row. Exactly. Which is every right, which is your right to do because you at home. So let people dress how they want to dress. Yeah. And so when people were like, first of all, girl, mind your business. Literally. Like, well, you know, I love y'all. So y'all are my business. And it's like. That's not the same thing, because I do believe, like, other black people, to a certain extent, I, are my business, but not their personal lives. You're talking, like, their well-being. Like, I care that you're okay. Mm -hmm. I care that you're okay is different from, girl, you look raggedy as hell, so take your bonnet off. Like, and I feel like it also depends on, like, where it's coming from. Like, that's your personal, not even view. Like, you have been molded to think that way about bonnets because if i see your lace lifted i might say something but i feel like that's different yeah like, because it's not supposed to be that way you yeah. accidentally wear your bonnet here right right <laughs> right but like yeah if your tag is out if you're whatever the heck like if it's you know something i'm, I'm gonna let you know your fly is down or something like even though <laughs> hannibal burris has a a bit about that in one of his comedy things about how don't tell him his flies now because it's supposed to be that way. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just gonna be mad. Um, I'm just gonna be mad. Like especially one thing that happens to me sometimes, especially like when it's time for me to wash my hair, is that my my edge control will start to um flake up. And it really only happens if I tie it down and then take it off. At when I get closer to wash it, it's weird. If you see my edge control flaking up as a black person, and you could don't say if you're white, because that's because why do you? I feel like that's a hate crime. But <laughs> if if you see my edge control, you're not gonna say nothing at all. You just gonna stand there like, wow, look at that crusty edges. Don't do that. I'll feel I'll be irritated. I'm like, look how many black people I walk past today, and they nobody said nothing about my edge control. I'm yeah, thinking like I'm cute. 
you gotta track out or something but like that's different from like you wore this out that's what she want to wear she want if somebody want to wear their bonnet to the airport to the store whatever the heck nobody is forcing you to wear your bonnet too you don't want to wear it don't wear it yeah so i just thought it was yeah i too thought it was very strange yeah it's just um yeah. i don't understand celebrities i don't understand yeah. how you have so much money and you just get bored how do you get bored boredom <laughs> boredom had to be the reason right I, I, for her sake, I hope it was. Like you said, she's been molded. She's been raised by her husband to believe this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't know what I'm talking about. Monique. Monique? <laughs> like Katie said, Monique of all people. Monique calls her, her husband daddy all the time. Whatever. You want to do whatever you want to do behind your closed doors, that's fine. Whatever. But she calls him that all the time in front of their kids, in front of everybody. Um, does not really address him as anything else. And so she was asked why in an interview, she was like, because he raised me and he gave me everything that my father did. And I'm like, Monique, you're 53. You are a victim. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody should be raising you, girl. (laughs) So that's when I was like, all right. So I I see here that this advice means nothing to me. I love Monique a lot. I like her, you know, I think she's funny and I like her work, but it stops there. Someone said it. I think it was Kid Fury was like, he misses the days where like all you knew about celebrities was their interview in Seventeen magazine and like that was it. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Because some of y'all just just mm, are yeah. dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> and I remember I I was um watching all of this unfold because I didn't I like I don't be I don't be on Instagram like that. So I was watching Donald Fold and I saw Jackie Ina, who is a, um, a beauty influencer. She does makeup and well, she does everything. She's Jackie, but either way, she's a beauty influencer. And she was like saying the same things like everybody was saying about like, this is freaking weird. Monique, why are you whatever? And somebody, um, tweeted her and was like, you don't even look like the type to wear a bond outside. And she was like, what does that matter? Like, what does that mean? Like, I still don't, I just understand how people can just be minding their business and you are like, dress how you want to be addressed. And yeah, and like you said, that whole dress how you want to be addressing literally does not work. It doesn't, like, it doesn't make any sense. It has never worked over time. Like, I feel like in a lot of, I feel like that's, that's just another obstacle that has been put on like black people, especially, okay. Sorry, y'all. It's a lot going on over here. Um, that has been put on black people, especially to make it seem like it's somehow our fault for being discriminated against. It's like, oh well, if yeah. you just wear this, if you just put your hair this way, and if you just did this, then none of that whatever happened to you. When in reality, it really don't matter because the same people that's wearing their bonnets in public, it don't matter if you got a bonnet on or you got your silk press out with your with your suit on. Like it does not matter. It doesn't. It's is people got Ivy League degrees and going to work at a Fortune 500 company and still getting discriminated against. It doesn't matter. So, like, we just really need to to let go of it because it's just, like, over time, like, I feel like that's something that really developed in, like, the civil rights era. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, like, because black people were coming up, the, mid- the middle class was, was um, 
at least being allowed in some way in some parts of the U.S. to flourish. Um, and black people had, we had like our own economies and stuff like that. And so you had, you know, people going to work and wearing suits. And guess what? They were still turning hoses on y'all. Mm-hmm. It was still spitting in your face. It was still sicking dogs on you. All of that. So I just don't understand where this is coming from. And I feel like, Delaney and I talk about this offline a lot about this, um, about like this, like post MLK, like happy go lucky, he did a speech, everything's okay now type of mentality um, that a lot of people have. And I think it just like causes more problems because, and you could tell, I mean, a lot of people still think that way. Monique is one of them because imagine you thinking that like, but people get treated any better if they stop wearing bonnets. Like that's 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 what we've been looking. Thank you, Monique. Oh my God, like. y'all. <laughs> we will stop getting murdered in the streets if y'all stop wearing your bonnets to the airport. We pulled up at the Ivory Coast in 1619 and saw everybody had bonnets on. We said, "Now hold up, we've got to do something about this." <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the key to all of this. Just take your bonnet off. It's ridiculous. It's- Monique has listen. Monique has the code. All we gotta do is listen to Monique. Y'all, stop wearing bonnets. I'm gonna throw mine away. It's still gonna be off this call. Okay. <laughs> like, um, and that reminds me of like, yeah. There's a, there's just so many people, especially like. And older generations that really believed that. Like, I remember, this was a couple years ago, and Snoop Dogg was meeting with, like, some people from LAPD out in LA, and it was on the news. And most people know Snoop Dogg used to be a crib. And so he had, you know, he was, he, I remember what he had on. He had some jeans on. He had on, like, a blue and, and white, like, plaid, like, button up. But he's probably sagging. He might have had a bandana on. I don't know. And my grandma was like, well, you know, why he wearing that? And, he should, you know, you meeting with these people, you need to be wearing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, he should be wearing exactly whatever the hell he wears on the street because they need to know that there are people who just dress this way and that don't mean nothing about them. That doesn't right. mean anything about how you need to approach them. He's sitting here meeting with them dressed as himself and he ought to be able to do that right. because they need, to be, they need to be the ones that's undoing whatever preconceived notions they have about people based on the way that they dress. We don't need to be changing the way that we dress and look to fit whatever's going to make them feel more comfortable because if they don't like black people, they're going to be uncomfortable around you no matter what you wear. Exactly. So, that part. But Anyway, classical music. I mean, these attitudes uh, carry over into classical music in a in a lot of ways. I feel like we talk. We there's not even. I feel like we've touched on this in a variety of ways. Over, I feel like people sitting at home all day and they run out of steam. We gonna listen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but we have touched on this um, this idea a lot when we talk about code switching in in classical music and like. I feel like a lot of this thing, a lot of these ideas are just um, survival tactics. And I mean, you're operating from a place of trauma because someone told you that your blackness doesn't fit in a certain space or it doesn't belong in a certain space. So you try to change certain aspects um, 
about yourself to 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 make it easier i mean i think certainly maybe the generation before ours that might have been not necessary but it may have made your time easier but i certainly feel like now i mean people still do it i mean we were talking to somebody who was like so how do y'all not and we were like you don't that's it and they and they're younger than both of us, and they still couldn't understand. Yeah, it's very, it's it's difficult because I that has that had never occurred to me before. It never occurred to me to just not mostly because I hadn't been around white people very much, so I didn't have to do it often, mm. like almost never. So like it just didn't seem like a big deal when I had to do it like once every three years. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like who cares? Like oh, around white people for an hour. So like. <laughs> let me just do this and i'll be gone like it doesn't it I, it just I, it, I wasn't thinking about it all that deeply but um dang i forgot what i was i forgot what i was gonna say oh i think maybe it's probably the the transition from like overt to like covert racism some mm-hmm. people probably saw that as like it's they saw that as a a dissolution of racism rather than a transition from one type of racism to another mm-hmm. and so they probably there were probably parts of black people i guess a a long time ago before all of this that white people were able to blame that discrimination on the fact that a lot of black people were living in poverty still are but in you know whatever before um before kind of the middle class expanded black people were living in poverty so they were able to say oh black people are dirty black people are this the black people are that and then they kind of transitioned from uh then when black people started being able to uh present with all this with all of this respectability the bullshit that they made up now they have to uh transition from from overt racism to covert racism because they can no longer use those things as an excuse mm-hmm. so people are like they think oh well we we cleaned our act up quote quote unquote they we cleaned it up so the racism went away. No, girl, the racism has changed. Right. <laughs> so maybe for the people that are who like Monique who think this way, maybe they are connect. They are misconstruing the absence of of that type of racism with it being gone as as a result of them uh, presenting themselves in a more respectable manner. When it's yeah. like, girl, they don't respect you regardless. It don't matter what you got on. and like how you said i mean like a lot of this stuff is true both within and outside of classical music like a lot of this just like you know wearing a bonnet in public i don't know how many people wore a bonnet in rehearsal i should do that (laughs) but like i was on an orchestra trip that time i don't wear a bonnet um i'm about to buy one i do have one but i don't wear a bonnet i wear a scarf and i wore a scarf on the plane to um when I was going to, I was going to Mexico, this is LA field tour. And I had hair that I needed to last. I needed to last for the entire trip. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not taking my scarf off because I had that got to be glued. That hair was cemented down. And I was, I'm keeping the scarf on for as long That's as I'm time. surprised you still ain't got that braided oh, now. No, okay. <laughs> 2019. Okay. <laughs> like, I, can't I can't believe she did that. But especially in 
like like we said this is something that happens in a lot of different spaces not just classical music but i feel like in spaces like classical music especially since it's seen as like it's it's a very conservative space and it's you know there's a lot of unspoken rules it's not the most welcoming uh environment to like quote-unquote outsiders that it seems like there's even more of a need to be on your p's and q's mm -hmm. or whatever and in and i guess for me like this classical music was the only environment in which i felt like i needed to code switch mm -hmm. when i was still doing it <laughs> you know so. yeah i mean i'm not gonna act like i'm not gonna sit up here and act like i don't be self-conscious about certain things like i feel like that's just part of the experience especially like we talk about the conservative conservatism my brain is gonna seep through my ears i promise you whatever that word is conservative whatever because i'm thinking about like you said the scarf thing first of all if it's a if it, if there's a flight if it's an overnight flight i'm putting i'm putting a bonnet or a, a, a silk wrap on a silk like when i was going to poland i put um i tied my hair down why would i have my hair brushing up against these seats for seven hours straight that doesn't make sense to me. And shout out to Jackie Ina. Bring her back. I also face mask on the plane. Now that just takes some ignoring and just like being very self-conscious because there was these white boys on my way back next to me. Like they were like teenagers, but they were like making fun of me because I was like doing my skincare routine on the plane. I, I, I wear a sheet mask because it's very dry and I was very stressed and my skin was taking that out on me but um but like i i, I compare like me about to go to a, a memphis symphony concert where like i i roll up in the car with with a head a head wrap on and my hair is still in twist and then on twist in my car versus when i did my recital at eastman and i walked into eastman with my my scarf on and took it off i don't really see myself walking into canon <laughs> with the concert master with my with my uh, like I'm not even gonna lie my junior <laughs> shut up <laughs> like that I just feel so conscious about that but it's also like um unlearning some of the things that I was that I was taught about um about that as well because I'm literally laying my edges down like why would I take it off in the car when I could take it off before I go on stage that makes more sense exactly now I'm, yeah why would i take nah i literally went to the very last minute oh no you was at we were at the airport i forgot where we were going but we were at the airport and i remember i took my took my scarf i had my scarf on. i remember that I was like you took off for security yep because it was only because you have to lick. yeah exactly only because you have to yeah and i did i remember that time when i was going to mexico i took it off for security and put that put it right back on <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. Even like, I remember the first time when my when I crossed my sores, found out that I traveled like a bum. They were mortified. I'm like, why are we dressing up to go in the airport? Like, I just don't understand that. Unless you have, unless you are landing for a meeting, mm -hmm. I just don't understand the point of dressing up. I mean, even on standby, I was pushing it. But even on standby, I was in leggings, a sweatshirt, and my hair twists. Because I would never... I, especially, like, I was a germaphobe before the pandemic. Before I was a germaphobe. So it's like, the idea of my my twist out rubbing up against seats that other people have sat in just grossed me out. I'll always travel the same twist that I pinned up the night before. I would, take, I would put them into a loose ponytail. 
and then when I got to my destination, I would take my twist out. I always did that. Um, I just understand dressing to the nines, even putting on real clothes. You gonna you gonna sit in seat thirty three B in jeans? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand jeans. I don't get that. I, I got lucky. I never got pulled aside as to change uh, for standby because I never. I always wear leggings. Mm. My cousin Yasmin, we were going to we were going to Tampa one time, and she got stopped. And I've never seen someone get they made her change. I've never seen someone get stopped. Yeah, that's before. just people having a bad day. Trying to take it out on you. Yeah, they were taking it out on Yasmin. I mean, she was she Yasmin's also very tall, um, very very tall. So she was just standing out because I'm sitting, I'm next to her, also not looking very nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. Okay, Monique uh, Airlines. Wow. I don't know. Um, but another another thing that uh, jumped out. Well, not it didn't jump out. Let's be real. One another thing we realized. <laughs> let's be real. Um, from Monique's video is this idea of unsolicited advice. Advice and and how that exists in classical uh music that was a big one that's a big one for classical music because i've always said like that classical being a classical musician does not lend itself well to self-confidence you're in a constant state of it of receiving advice whether that be from or receiving criticism rather from yourself from your teacher from your peers that there's always there's often a blurred line between solicited and unsolicited advice. We don't have very good boundaries as musicians a lot of the times, especially as students because of that. And I have personally seen a lot, a lot, a lot of unsolicited advice um, from classical musicians either, I'm sure it's happened to myself, but like I said, I care about everybody's opinion, but no, I, I mean, I think everyone's opinion matters, but I don't think everyone's opinion matters to me about everything because um that's a big thing in classical music is because we're in a constant state of accepting criticism we feel as though we need to accept unsolicited advice when we really really don't and i don't understand why people feel that feel that they have the authority to give it girl like they think i, I guess they think everybody's trying to improve all the time so any advice any advice would be welcome but why are you giving advice from somebody who does not want advice from you Girl, I've I've never experienced this. I'm trying to think if I've experienced it. I'm sure. Yeah, like I can't think of a specific time, but I can't think of, but I can think of a specific time here in Memphis. One never talk about. Uh, what am I talking about? Oh, that? I remember that time with that. So you talking about my viola? Mm-hmm. I was talking to I was talking to this clarinetist. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to build my studio. I'm like, oh, you make beats and stuff? And Estefan died laughing. And I was like, you mean like your clarinet studio, like students? And it's like, what else would he mean by that? We were at an orchestra concert. <laughs> like, what else would he mean? Um, but you know what? Don't even feel bad. When you say you make beats, I'm like, he, like in a garden? What levels of misunderstanding going on? Girl, your brain start nose too? Because my mom just planted some beads. I don't like beads. Me neither. I'm like, why are you planting these? 
that can get on her nerves because when she eats stuff I don't like, she's like, but I like them. I'm like, yeah, but I don't. I don't want you eating them with me knowing that. Like, <laughs> someone tell me what you can do to beast to make them taste good. Girl, nothing. They just don't. They taste like dirt, right? They, yeah. My mom likes, especially, and you eating fresh beets too? My grandma eats beets out of a can. Not like, but like she eats canned beets. Like, put some in salad. But. I just understand that. When I was younger, I used to think uh, beets were, uh, you know, cranberry sauce, you know, because, you know, they look just like. Imagine my surprise <laughs> at the salad bar. I didn't question. I was like, oh, okay, it's different, period. <laughs> That we haven't come very far since then, so right. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably I might cut that middle part out, but either way, there are two factors. I just want to advice. I just don't. I don't. I feel like the world be a better place if you mind your business, and I might, I don't mean like mind your business in like the any track lifting. I'm not saying nothing, not like that, but right. like that ain't none of my business. Or like you see you you see a blatant injustice, you're like, ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not talking about that. But I just feel yeah. like y'all know y'all know what I mean. Exactly. Cause some people be some people be taking it too far. Like they be like, Oh well, you know, it's you know, it's 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 his uh prerogative to punch his girlfriend in the head. It's like, no, that is a situation in which you yeah. might want to say something. That's not the same thing. Like people, that's what, what Monique was like, well, you know, you know, people tell me to mind my business, but you are my business. It's like, that's not the same thing, girl. Nobody's in danger because and, someone wore their bonnet to Walmart. And Miss Ma'am, if you my business, Sally May got some money that they want. All right. <laughs> Make that your business. Right. I can forward, I would be more than happy to forward you dumb, dumb emails. <laughs> Let me know. Since you got all this time and all this business. <laughs> all this business. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, y'all, I think that like the respectability thing definitely definitely exists in classical music and we've talked about it in the code switching episode and i'm sure it came up in the episode that we did about black hair but that unsolicited advice that's something that a larger conversation about boundaries and classical music that a lot of us simply just do not have i feel also the nature of classical music like that whole like anyone have any comments in studio class i'm like you know that that, that type of stuff i mean like just the nature of it for people to but to me, that's different because you go to studio class knowing that people are gonna get. That's the point of studio class, you know. Like for like, well, depending on how your person does studio, because some people just be playing, some people just treat it like a rep class. But like, I go to studio class knowing that I'm gonna get comments from my peers, and now I can choose which peers I I choose to listen to or not. But that's different from because remember when we were in the were you with me when we were in the basement where the practice rooms were, and somebody was just like that. One individual was like, "Oh, that person just really had some. They're in their practice room." Yeah, like you're you're saying something about their playing, given that you're unsolicited and about their playing. They're practicing. That's the point. <laughs> Girl, what? Like, I mean, the stuff like that is ridiculous because they're literally practicing to get better, and you're yeah. making comments about their intonation. Yeah, I, I was saying like maybe that the studio vibe gets people more comfortable 
oh to yeah do that more think, often that's not, yeah like i think that since we're in a position where people are accepting and giving advice a lot people don't have yeah, that boundary, boundary. To, okay yeah, this is where we're I mean. doing advice and this is where we're not doing advice yeah i feel <laughs> that's what i meant it's like y'all just do that all the time i'm like girl yeah. it's thursday morning at 10 a.m i don't need i don't care what you have about? to say yeah Oh, this classical music is so toxic. I wonder, do other girls be going through this at your accounting job? I want to know. All right. <laughs> and it's funny. It's crazy because some people don't even, some people just expect that. Like, I remember some, like, a person that I um, was in youth orchestra with um, growing up asked to play something for me. And, you know, I don't like people playing stuff for me because I, I genuinely like, I like minding my business. Y'all playing that, what I sound like is none of your business and vice versa. So, but I was like, well, if you, like, if you want to, I'm not going to say no. Like, you know, if that's really what you want to do. Because they had an audition coming up. And so they played their stuff for me. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like, and they were like, so. And I'm like, do you want me to, do you want me to give my opinion? Because, and I, and they were kind of like taking it back that I asked. And I'm like, well, some people just want to play something just to play in front of people. You know, they want to get used to playing in front of people. They want to get their nerves out or just practice running through stuff. I'm not just about to start rattling off all, all the stuff yeah. that I think about your playing because just because you play something in the same room as me. Like, <laughs> and some people just, they just expect you to just be forthcoming with that kind of stuff. And it's like, no girl, I respect, you know, the fact that you may not care about my opinion and that's your prerogative. So, cause I don't care that much about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, gives you the opportunity to build like meaningful relationships like how you talked about like andrew andrew francois and jen like those are people that have been people that you have like you know sought advice from and in leadership from and whatever like that's allowed you to to pick people who you whose opinion you value on something that you want to do with your life and create that relationship rather than just free for all anybody that hears katie play send her like comments you mean the same program with people they give me i'm like how are you giving me advice when you can't even take your own advice okay <laughs> that's why you I'm... are not employed stipend wiping all right <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what allowed me to like do that with people in my studio like there were people who i was able to <clears throat> find people in my studio who's either playing i either admire their playing or just their their way of giving feedback or their you know just their practicing or teaching philosophy and was able to say like if i played the studio class and they didn't say anything i would ask them because mm -hmm. i care about <laughs> and I, I i want to receive something from them you know and i think that people should be allowed to have more like I guess more like choice and more agency and how mm. they craft their own like path to where they want to go rather than just oh I heard you're practicing slip, slip this jury form under your door <laughs> could you imagine I gave you a two on intonation come to me in my <laughs> office <laughs> classical musicians will be having the wherewithal sometimes to, to gauge that as well yeah so it's just whatever so I would just find your business, but then also it's like a foreign concept. So here we are back again. I hate that for us. Well, 
I don't know, but I'm going to get my orchestral bonnet and I will get in trouble for that. Right, look, you didn't buy a limb bag, baby God. That's fuck you. That's a bonnet. That is a bonnet. So it's a bonnet for you. I just, I just got a two for little mini bonnets. You go scroll. That'd be so cute. It would have no purpose, but <laughs> I've been wanting to buy a viola bonnet, but like they look kind of high, and I'm just like, I, or I got this silk scarf from the beauty spa store. It was five dollars. Um. But I guess according to Monique, I need to get me a Louis Vuitton bag for my viola right. so I could be addressed appro- appropriately. Right. So when that audition, so. Yup. I don't know. God bless her on her journey <laughs> <laughs> to right. nowhere because she thinks she's right. So. Right. So and has the backing of understand. a lot of people. Yeah. We just don't understand. Yeah, there's some people I knew better than bring this up with. <laughs> there were some people agreeing with her that had no place agreeing with her. Oh, there were. <laughs> A particular person in classical music as well who do not listen to the show. But if they did, if 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 they happen to be listening, you know. Where you do are. you find the gall? I just I wanted some of the confidence y'all have. If I had some of the confidence y'all had, I'm talking, I'm taking Berlinfield tomorrow. Sight reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot that that person was in the comments. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's the same goal of Monique filming the video with her robe on. People gonna be like, well, she at home. I'm like, well, I'm at home with my bonnet on. And then I wasn't at home, and now I'm back out. Exactly. How you know I don't live in Walmart? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Did you say some of the YouTubers you watch, they be sleeping in the Walmart parking lot? Okay, she at home. Wait, wait, to clarify, in, in a van <laughs> in the Walmart parking lot. Okay. <laughs> Still the Walmart parking lot. You don't know. That's my living room. It is. Oh, God bless you. On your journey. You moving on? Mm-hmm. Alright, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week I'm talking about Michelle Can. Pianist Michelle Can made her orchestra debut at 14. Dang, what was I doing? Um, at 14, it has since performed various ensembles, including the Florida Orchestra, New Jersey Symphony, Cleveland Institute of Music, and Sphinx Symphony Orchestra. She appeared as a guest solo with the Knoxville Symphony and the Dream Unfinished Orchestra and will perform with the Philadelphia, uh, the Joseph Conyers, um, ensemble Mm. in its debut of Florence Price's Concerto in One Movement in 2021. She already did that. Um, Ms. Cam regularly appears in a recital as a chamber musician throughout the United States, China, and South Korea. She's won top prizes, the state, national, and international. She said at every tier. Okay, ma'am. Um, competitions including the International Russian Music Piano Competition, the Blount Slauson Young Artist Competition, and the Wyman International Piano Competition. In 2019, she served as a Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra's Mac Music Innovator. 
in recognition of her role as an African-American classical musician who embodies artistry, innovation, and a commitment to education and community engagement. Ms. Ken has appeared as a co-host and collaborative pianist on NPR's From the Top and has been featured on WRTI um, and WHYY TV in Philadelphia. Her summer festival performances include uh, the Taos Chamber Music Festival, Yellow Barn, Pearlman Music Program, and Piano Fest in the Hamptons. Come on. That's where Ina Garden is. Um, Ms. Khan has served as the director of two children's choruses in the Elsa Summers Fire program playing on Philly and was amongst the first class of community artist fellows at the Curtis Institute of Music. She served on faculty of the Sphinx Performance Academy during its inaugural year at the Juilliard School. She holds a bachelor's and master's degree in piano performance from the Cleveland Institute of Music and an artist diploma from the Curtis Institute of Music. Um, and she joined the faculty of Curtis in 2020. And that's all, period. Gang, gang. Shout out to you, Michelle, and all <laughs> you've been doing. Whistle to avoid all that. And yeah, period. Hey. Um, okay, my piece of the week is and I probably this is probably a repeat from a long time ago, but it just came back in my rotation. This is the Symfo Symphonia Concert Time for Viola, Double Bass and Orchestra or Piano, whatever you choose by Dittersdorf. Um and yeah, I mean he you know, he wasn't much, but he was looking in his bag on this. <laughs> um Yeah. And I just like the piece. I think it's cute. You probably would have played it on my recital if I had a proper recital. But, you know. Can I always go back and do it again? Everything's opening up. Oh, yeah. Sure can. Yeah. Why would I go back? Okay. <laughs> that sounds like hell. <laughs> Not you dodging a bullet to go back and see if you can get hit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, same thing. Largely. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Classic Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classic Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or an intermittent suggestion, send to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. If you're black, you know what? And this is a recording. God is good. <laughs> God is so good. What that got to do with anything? Don't worry. If you're black, join eyes black musicians. At Eyes Black Musicians on social media, eyesblackmusicians.com. This is a great day. What? It's a great day. I am just so, oh, just you know stretching. what? Yep, stretching your nose out. Yep. You know what? Maybe you wouldn't hold so much tension in yours if you did it every now and then. Lay in the midnight hour or at 10 p.m. And that's great. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.